0: No one likes to feel stuck, especially by your cloud. But the IBM cloud is the most open and secure public cloud for business. It can manage all your apps and data anywhere. Smart loves problems. IBM, let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash flexible.
1: This is The Sporting Life on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Here's Jeremy Schapp. We're joined now by someone who is a six-time all-star One of the great players of the 1990s and early 2000s. He spent nearly two decades in the major leagues. We're joined by the fleet and the accomplished and the six time All Star, Kenny Lofton. Kenny, thank you for being with us. No problem. Thanks for having me. Kenny, when you think about the All Star game, uh, what made it special for you?
0: Well, again, I think the first, you know, the first one was very special because I was pretty excited about. Being a part of it, I was in 94, I was in Pittsburgh, and um, I just felt, you know, very special, and just to be a part of a of um, a, a, a mid-season classic that, that created the best players in the game, and I felt like I was part of it.
1: It was a big deal, the All-Star Game. When we were growing up, you're in your early 50s, I'm 49, the All-Star Game was a big deal. It was almost like a Super Bowl in some ways. Um, For baseball, a one-off as opposed to the World Series, one game, everybody paying attention, tens of millions of people watching, it doesn't get those kinds of eyeballs or attention anymore. Why do you think that is?
0: Um, Again, I don't know how baseball is approaching this, but um, I don't think it's the same. I think the game overall has somehow changed. Why? I don't know. But... um, I think it's still just exciting about the mid-season classic, and I think that back then it meant something to where if you win the game, you know you feel like that's what, well, well right now they went from every other, it's switching it every other year to who, you know, for, for the team or the World Series teams have the home field advantage, and it went from there to trying to figure out whoever wins the, the all-star games to try to boost it up to, to who get the home field advantage. And I, now I think it's back to, you know, uh, uh, American League nationally back and forth who have the home field advantage. But I, I, I'm not even sure why it's not. Because, again, I, I mean, guys need to get a little paid, little money through their contracts and from either their glove company or batting glove or bats or whatever. They got their little bonus. And now these little bonuses mean nothing now.
1: Because they make so much money.
0: Yeah, they make so much money and they don't produce the same numbers, but they're making the money.
1: We're speaking with Kenny Lofton, the six-time All-Star, the center fielder most famously for the Cleveland Indians for whom he played 1992 through 1996 and then again 1998 uh, through the 2001 season and finished up with the Cleveland Indians in his 17th major league season at the age of 40. In 2007, 2428 career hits, 1528 career runs scored and 622 stolen bases. Uh, Kenny, this season we're seeing balls flying out of the park like never before. Uh, even what happened in the 1990s doesn't compare to the, uh, home run rate that we're seeing this season. It's, you know, um, it's unprecedented. What do you think's going on?
0: Guys are getting paid to hit home runs. They're not getting paid to get on base. So getting on base right now means nothing in the game. And I think that's the problem. And they have this launch angle where everyone's <clears throat> um, everyone's swinging for the fences. If I was playing the game where I swung for the fences every time, I would have hit 25 or 30 home runs. Because the opportunity that you are swinging for the fences, you're going to pretty much have a chance to connect as many times are you swinging, but at the same time, you're going to be striking out. Like last year's All-Star game, I felt people felt it was the best. I felt it was the worst. You know, he said it was 10 home runs or so many home runs, but it was 25 strikeouts. You can't strike out that many times. I mean, again, All-Star is about guys getting on base, having fun, you know, getting hits. and all. They weren't getting any hits. They were striking. When you strike out 25 times in a game, that's just that's, that's also unheard of but that's the way this game is going today.
1: You know Kenny uh, Bill Buckner died a few weeks ago, the great first baseman and outfielder who almost had, who had more than 2700 hits in the major leagues. He won a batting title striking out only 17 times that season. And he never struck out more than twice in a game in his entire career, 22 seasons in the big leagues. What we see now, as you say, is something completely different. You don't seem happy about it.
0: Well, no, I don't because I know the part of my game and what I did in the game, it felt like, you know, because, again, I always say when I play, the guys with the RBIs, RBIs mean runs batted in. So that means that someone had to be on base, to bat this person in, and nowadays you don't have you have a lot of solo home runs, in which you have your multi you know run home runs or whatever. But if you look at the majority of them, they're solo home runs. You even got your leadoff hitter trying to hit home runs every time they come to the plate, because I don't like that people are changing the game just for home runs. I didn't like the part when they said back in the nineties, chicks dig the long ball. What about the chicks digging the guy getting on base, making <laughs> some things happen, getting on base, still in base? Exactly. You know that was the chicks should have been digging that, but they wanted to dig the long ball.
1: They should they should have been digging Ricky Henderson, although he had some pop too, and you had some pop too. I mean, you hit. Uh, 130 home runs, or you hit 130 home runs in the big leagues. You had 116 triples. I mean, your career slugging percentage is 423. So you you had some pop, but you've been outspoken, Kenny, in the past. And and one of the things that... You know, is noteworthy about your legacy in the game with all of, all of your achievements, uh, six time all star, uh, all those runs scored, all those stolen bases among the all time leaders at 299 career batting average, 372 on base. You got barely any support when you were first eligible for the hall of fame under five percent threshold, which meant you were right off the ballot and, um, That was controversial, and you've been outspoken about uh, why you think you deserve more support and why you haven't gotten that support. And it has to do with the uh, preponderance of PEDs in baseball at the time that you were playing.
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I felt like, again, my time in the game, I didn't actually see what was going on, but I knew what was going on. And for me to be in the game at that time, knowing how I played the game, And I just feel like if you want to play the game the right way, you play it the right way, you know. And I felt that's what I did. And I know a lot of players played it the right way, but there are also some players who didn't play the game the right way. And that kind of upsets me because it makes makes my numbers look on the bottom part of the totem pole because of the guys who have what I say, cheated the game. So if you want to cheat the game and put your numbers up there, you know, and I just feel like, you know, these guys who cheated the game – they cheated the opportunity to become a Hall of Famer from my standpoint because of they, they cheated to get the numbers. I didn't cheat to get my numbers. If they didn't cheat, my numbers would be stacked up at the top echelon of the totem pole because they didn't cheat. But since they cheated, my numbers dropped way down. My free agency at those times, they weren't even looking at me at that time when I did become a free agent because I wasn't hitting the home runs. And that's, again, that's what upset me is that guys are being praised for cheating. And that's what's kind of confusing me. That's all.
1: And you're right. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Uh, your numbers, if you take them outside the context of the era in which we had the Maguires and the Bonses and the Sosas and, and so many people hitting these absurd amount of home runs, um, try Juan Gonzalez and, and, I don't know if Juan Gonzalez was doing steroids. I think he was named in the Mitchell report. We don't know for sure, but the kinds of things that certain guys were doing that made people suspicious, it it, it, it makes it hard for a guy like you uh, to stand out. And what do you think should be done about it in terms of the Hall of Fame?
0: Well, again, I'm not a Hall of Famer, so I don't know. I think guys like you know, like maybe Barry, you know, Barry Larkin. You got uh, Paul Molitor, Eddie Murray, Winfield. Those guys are the ones that you can ask that question about because that they're in a, an elite class that they didn't cheat the game, and their numbers, so not, a lot of their numbers are are also starting to go downward compared to the guys who have been cheating, but those are the guys that will have a better answer to that than I do because, again, I'm not a Hall of Famer. I got off the ballot, so in my numbers, doing it the right way, look like they're they're kind of bad. compare it you know compare it to those guys and i think those are the guys who are in the hall of fame with uh doing it the right way should be the guys frank thomas those guys should be speaking out about what's going on i mean again i'm not there i can't i have no i have no say anything because i'm just this low guy on the totem pole
1: we're speaking with kenny Lofton, the six-time all-star for our all-star game special and and Kenny, also one of the great all-around uh, two-sport athletes of his era, um, a great basketball player at the University of Arizona, played in the 1988 Final Four, uh, which was ultimately won by Kansas, and, of course, a 17-season Major League Baseball career. Kenny, I know you are now involved with a foundation, the Still Got Game Foundation, a 501c nonprofit uh what is the objective of the i got game of the still got game i should say foundation
0: well i don't have any game anymore but it's still <laughs> in your mind you still got game so i think a lot of guys came together and felt like the objective for us to go out and to to inspire and to help people and I always my my goal always to help the the people who are not as privileged as i was and other guys who are in the game or played the game and and just giving someone a boost or a little heads-up in what they're trying to do in whatever type of organization that needs help, especially for the young kids that's coming up. That was very important for me in where I grew up and in Cleveland and in Chicago just just to give someone a a chance. And uh, myself, Griffey, LaTroy, um, Tory Hunter, we felt like, you know, we need to keep giving back even though we're not in the game. We have that opportunity, and we um, partner also with a guy, Ben Posen who's at, at a company called Limebrook Capital in California, felt like, you know, we, we all need to keep giving back as much as we can. Even though we're not in the game, we thought about it. It's like we still got game, and this is part of our, our game is to give back in whatever areas we need, and we all come up – with certain areas of, of um, life that we see in front of us as we travel, who needs help? And that's what we're going to try to push forward to 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 help who's in need.
1: And there's a poker tournament uh, taking place Sunday, July seventh, uh, in Cleveland, which is going to benefit the Still Got Game Foundation.
0: Well, it's going to benefit, but it's also proceeds are going to go to the to the um, East Cleveland Metropolitan School District. You know, East Cleveland, because that's where I, where I went to. That's where I lived there when I was in Cleveland. So the opportunity for me to give back, and I've seen different schools who needed help. So this is just the perfect opportunity. The All-Star Game is in Cleveland. This is our first major event. It's the, the poker tournament just to, to raise money to give back. And the East Cleveland, you know, Metropolitan School System will be that, that first um, 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 show of, of giving back to the community and whatever community that we're in.
1: Kenny Lofton, a six-time All-Star and a player, I'm not just saying this, Kenny, because you're on the show, but someone who certainly deserved a better look from the Hall of Fame. Maybe that's something that can be rectified. It's really a pleasure having you on the show talking about baseball today and in your day and about the Still Got Game Foundation. Thanks for having joined us, Kenny.
0: Thanks for having
1: me. I'm Jeremy Shapp, and you can listen to new editions of The Sporting Life every Saturday and
0: Sunday morning on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app beginning at 6 a.m. Eastern Time.